You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Ryan and I were just talking about how I choose to sing songs that are way out of my range, but for some reason I just like singing them. It's like <laughs> that uh, If You Leave Me Now by Peter Cetera. Oh, love like ours is love. You know what I'm talking about? I probably do, but You're too I young. don't recognize it. All right, Ryan. That's it's, it's the singing. How's your week, bud? Fine. How's your week? Well, uh, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I figure, you know... Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, don't then. Well... You know, I, I I woke up this morning and I said, eh, do you need to talk about it? I'm like, well, I talk about everything. I'm open and and maybe it's a good idea because it might help someone. And I'm not worried. I want to preface it with don't worry about me. Everything's fine. Good. But I had a mole removed about two weeks ago. And what I do is I don't really worry about things after, you know, I, I just didn't really think about it. I You know, you, you, they say... You know, if we don't call you, it's fine. So yesterday, uh, you know, Jess is in the backyard with me, and uh, I'm on my phone, and then I listen to a message from the dermatology center, and they're like, hey, Michael, uh, could you please give us a call when you have a chance? And I was like, oh, boy. Well, so I called, and sh long story short, uh, they told me I had skin cancer. What? Yeah. I didn't tell you this before, so I'm telling you on the air. It's kind of freaking you out. But don't freak out because it's a um, – it's weird when someone says cancer to you, whatever it is. You know, I have people I know with cancer, my good friend Preston, who's been battling cancer, and I consider that real cancer. I'm like, that's that's cancer. That's – you know, you know, he's he's been going through chemo. He's been dealing with – and I'm like, you know, skin cancer. That's – but then I've heard so many stories, and you see people and – a girl I know, her dad's, you know, pretty much dying from that. I'm like, so I guess it's, look, they told me not to worry. They said, you know, this is a, a more of a common one, uh -huh. uh, you know, not a lot of risk. And that's why I'm sort of bringing it up. Not to say I wouldn't bring it up before, but I think that, you know, why I'm bringing it up is just I'm like, if anybody out there has something they're looking at, mine was on my thigh, and they're like, eh, it's fine. If you just go get it checked out and looked at and it's and you get catch it early, you're probably going to be fine. Like 90 90% of the time. You know, people joke sometimes, well skin cancer is the cancer you want. I'm like, well, I don't want any cancer. I guess what it is is it's just a, like just being aware. I looked at my thigh one day and I go, "Huh. That's an irritation or is that a, what is that?" Uh, a week later, it's twice the size. And then a week later I'm like, eh, it didn't look right." I don't think it's a big deal. And I asked my friend Carrie, I said, Carrie, I, should, I don't need to get this checked out, right? She goes, I would I would just get it checked out. It grew that fast. Just what the hell? So I went in there and my doctor's really chill, you know, Dr. Rifkin. Eh, you know, we should just take get rid of it. I'll cut it out. It'll be nothing. It's probably nothing. I go, cool. And then they call and they're like, you know, so they're going to cut it out deeper. They'll put some sutures in me, sutures. Yeah. And, you know, they'll check the rest of my body, and, and that's it. So all I'm saying is I'm not worried. They're not worried. If they were worried, I'd be a little worried. I'd be like, oh, crap. You know, but they, they didn't say the big M word, you know, like, God God yeah. forbid, melanoma or something, like, horrible. But, yeah. again, if you're, like, looking at your body and things are changing, you do this, and you're not doing anything about it, you're you're not – that's not a good thing. Yeah. Well, you're calm about it, so I'm I'm not worried either. Yeah, I am. I really am. I am. Um, I felt like there was a calmness that went came over me yesterday when when they said it. It was just this weird sort of like 
obviously people have all these different things and are dying all over the world from different diseases and things. So first of all, when they said skin cancer, I'm like, you know, ah, you know, like uh, it's fine. Mm -hmm. But I, I honestly, it puts things in perspective. It kind of makes you think about your own mortality and it usually takes that. Why does it take that? Why does it take someone calling you and saying, hmm, you have this, or we just got to get rid of it to make you go, oh, so, uh, you know, it, it, again, I, I'm, I really am mentioning it uh, because hopefully my listeners are out there and anybody who's listening um, just here for Jensen Ackles, hopefully you'll like Jensen Ackles enough that you'll stick around because you like the podcast. But if they're listening, they'll go, you know what? I'm going to go to the dermatologist. So somebody might catch something early. So maybe me saying something might, mm -hmm. you know, get someone to go in there. Because look, you think you're indestructible. I mean, even though I've had seven spine surgeries, I'm still like, eh, I'm not going to get cancer. My heart's good. My lungs are good. My liver's good. This is good. I'm not getting that. I don't really go out in the sun a ton. And and I don't even know if it's from the sun. Yeah. I'm going golfing today. I don't give me, you know, I'm like, yeah. it's, it's on my upper thigh. It's apparently not from my son unless I'm uh, golfing in Speedos. I mean, who wouldn't? I know. But uh, anyway, that's it. So I hope you guys go out and get things checked out. You know, I hear horror stories all over the place, but really, truly, I'm not worried. There's no reason to. I know a lot of you are very sweet, and you don't need to say, are you okay? I'm thinking about you. There's, it, this is fine. It's fine until it's not. It's fine. Everything, Honestly, if I was concerned, man, I'd be like, holy fuck. What are we, what? But it's, it's absolutely fine. This is just really for people out there. I looked at your face and go, wait a minute, I didn't tell Ryan. No, he did not. Until on the air, he goes, what? <laughs> yeah, that's a little weird. Uh, what else we got here? We got a great guest coming up. He's been on the show before, but he hasn't been on film. So we're filming him. It is uh, the very, I think they're filming as we speak, the final episode of Supernatural of 15 years. Uh, make sure you tune in next week because... Uh, Jared Padalecki is, uh, they're the two leads, Jensen Ackles, Jared Padalecki. I'll probably try to get Misha again to come on and uh, whoever else, but huge show, 15 years. And they, there's a lot of revelations mm -hmm. uh, here in these episodes. I think you're going to really enjoy it. I did. I got something from it. And uh, there's a couple of cool little secrets that uh, Jensen divulges and then Jared and uh, I think there were secrets. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I mean the the super fans probably know more. Well, they obviously know way more than I do. But uh, I've known Jensen and Jared for a while, and they're just uh, great guys. So it was cool. It was cool talking to them. Uh, I want to say uh, hello to my patrons. Uh, if you don't know what Patreon Patreon is, it's uh, it's amazing. There, it's just extra support for the show. There's all different tiers. There's Things where you could ask me questions on a segment called Inside of Me. There's, uh, what else is there, Ryan? Shit talking. Mm -hmm. You get to ask questions to the guests. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're at a certain tier, I do private YouTube lives with my patrons where we play music. It's like a request line. Mm -hmm. There's um, merch packages, Zooms. There's just, well, there's just a bunch of stuff. And then, uh, so uh, if you're interested, do it. But I just wanted to shout out to my patrons who support the show. And uh, I love them all. I'll give them a shout out at the end of the show. And uh, yeah, also, uh, if you want band shirts, Rosenbaum and Dancing, go to rosenbaumanddancing.com. They're cool band shirts. Um, yeah, they're t shirts there. Just go on there and, and you'll see the shirts. And then there's the Inside of You online store if you want to get any mugs or autograph mugs or shirts or beach towels. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
We are also trying this morning, moving shit around, trying to fix this room and make <laughs> yeah, it a little... I hope you like the new feng shui. I mean, we're just trying to, like, this microphone, I feel like I'm leaning to the left all the time. I gotta, I gotta figure something out, but I don't want, you don't want to see a big mic in the middle. I gotta, maybe it's time for a new mic. What's wrong with these mics? I don't know, we'll get into it after this. These are great. You like these mics? Yeah, these are nice. But there's ones that go right into the table. I mean, the stands? Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, we can keep the mics and get different stands. Maybe. Anyway, uh, thanks for supporting the show and uh, follow us at Inside of You Podcast on uh, Instagram, Inside of You Pod on Twitter. Email your friends. Thanks for the support. Please subscribe. Please give it to your, uh, tell everybody. It really helps. If you really enjoy it, uh, help us out. You know what I mean? If you're enjoying the show, then why mm -hmm. not just give a shout out to some of your friends and force them to, uh, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, a big shout out to Westwood One. Uh, they are our mothership. <laughs> you know, uh, so excited to be a part of Westwood One and so many great people. My good friend Kelly and Teresa and Agnes and uh, and Lou. There's just so many great people over there. Cat just helping the show, working hard, meetings, and I, I've, ne I've never experienced this. You got to understand, guys. I've been doing this podcast, and it's me going, Ryan. What do you think of that? <laughs> there's like no sales, and there's no people. There's all these departments, and it's it's overwhelming in a really good way. So thanks, Westwood One, for believing in us, and everybody. More importantly, everyone out there listening who's believed in us, who have believed in us, and uh, keep believing. And if you're here again for Jensen and a certain guest, you know, subscribe, give it a chance. I think you'll learn something. I hope you do. I, I learn something every day. All right, let's get inside of Jensen Ackles. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Dude, you look good, man. Thanks, buddy. You too. Is that because you're you're quarantined now, right? So I am uh, I am officially back up in Vancouver to finish the last two episodes of Supernatural, which is crazy. Fifteen years, and we had two left, and and uh, you know, virus hit, so they pulled the plug and said we'll let you know. Uh, and so they've just let us back up. I think we're the first Warner Brothers show back on its feet. Um, from the from the from the big pause so uh but in order to do so so we had to fly to vancouver which is where we film uh and the canadian government has the, the the quarantine act in place so you have to for any traveler flying up you have to mandatory quarantine for 14 days and that means like literally not leaving the threshold of your house like you cannot go outside for anything uh so i'm here figuring out how to use Instacart and figuring out how to use, <laughs> how to use, uh, skip the dishes and, uh, every other delivery service that I've never really needed to use before. All right. So this is crazy. So you do supernatural for 14 and three fourths or more years. This is the 15th season, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're, Hey, two episodes left. We're ready. We got the momentum. We're all tired, but we're emotional. Let's finish these two. Boom. Go back to Texas, Jensen. And you're there for five months. Yes. Is it hard to be, are you, I mean, look, you've been doing this so long. Do you even get nervous in terms of like, hey, it's been five months. I got to come back and shoot the mo two most important episodes of the of the series. And I have a lot riding on it or you don't take it like that. I mean, I've got a lot of mixed emotions about it. Uh, you know, and rightfully so. Um, you know, moving into uh, 
the the final the final two episodes. It was <clears throat> it, we only did twenty episodes a season. I like to say the season or episode nineteen was kind of the season finale, and then episode twenty was the series finale. And uh, but as you know, doing a twenty episode or a twenty two episode or a twenty three episode season like we've been doing for so many years. You get to those last couple episodes and you're you're tuckered. I mean, you are sped. Uh, it's a marathon. And so usually what happens is they, you know, you work your ass off for, for nine months. And then the last few, the last couple episodes uh, are the biggest, most emotional, most, you know, uh, action packed uh, crescendo of the entire season. So it's like running a marathon and then they expect you to sprint the last few miles. And so it's always, it's always pretty exhausting. And, and I do remember having the thought of like, uh, I wish we could like regroup and, and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. have, like have a little, have a little break and get, get some, you know, get refreshed what? before going to these. <laughs> and I did not anticipate a four and a half month refreshment. Go I'm get, good. I'm refreshed. I'm ready to go. Go get yourself a facial, relax for a couple months, right. do some stretching. So I, I was, you know, in the beginning, I kind of looked at it at that. I was like, you know, let's try to find the positive, uh, the silver lining here. And it's that we took a pause before uh, the last two episodes and, and hopefully we can get this pandemic under control and we can get back to work and we'll all be fresh and bright eyed, bushy tail. We can knock out uh, season 15 and the, the, the whole series. Um, it lasted a lot longer than anticipated. Now it's like going to be so different, you know, uh, yeah. they had to rewrite a bit of the last two episodes because of the quarantine and because of the pandemic and all that stuff. There's some things that we can't do right. that we were going to do. Like you and Jared can't make out. Well, no, 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 no. We, that's, I mean, that we're, hang, we're hanging our hat on that. Yeah, that's, that, <laughs> that's happening. That's regardless. <laughs> corona or no Corona, we're making out. It's we're making happening. out. But there are yeah. some things that you can't do. There's like some things that are your, they, are you do you have to distance when you're on set? So, well, yeah, I mean, just the, the protocol now, uh, as I understand it, is, you know, the, the, and this is another reason why it took so long to get us back up here and working. Uh, all the unions had to sign off on it. You know, mm. you had to get the DGA and you had to get the, the SAG and you had to get, uh, you know, the transpo and you had to get grips and electrics. And it, like everybody had to basically come together, come to the table and sign off on, on these safety protocols. Um, and I, I believe the way it's going to look is that, you know, all of these different uh, uh, crew are going to have, there's going to be like little pods. So you're going to have like grips and electrics in one, you're going to have, you know, camera and sound in another, you're going to have actors, hair, hair, makeup, wardrobe in another, and they're not allowed to commingle. Yeah. They have to stay separate, which as you know, is going to be a very difficult thing because yeah. I can tell you how many times I'm sitting there on set rehearsing and I've got a grip or an electric, you know, over my head tweaking a light, which or, is, or someone's putting you fixing your mic or someone's or, fixing. Uh, your yeah. Re- absolutely. I mean, people are all like, it's a very tightly interacting group of, of technicians. And so that's going to add, uh, God knows how much time to production. Uh, they're also adding, I think an additional 60 minutes to lunch. So it's hour and a half now, ninety minute lunches, oh just a social distance in the line. Well, what about the days? Doesn't that make the days longer? Well, that makes the days longer. But here's what they did: they, I guess, I don't, maybe they figured out that working past uh, uh, eleven hours, your immune system starts to deplete. So now they want ten hour camera days. 
Hang on. That's good. Silver lining. Silver lining for, yeah, for, for, you know, everybody who doesn't want to let, who doesn't let the work 14 hours. Who does? But who, nobody does. Nobody I does. Love they, I love they've just figured out that, oh, maybe there's a, comprom- a compromise in the immune system after 10 hours of being on your feet and <laughs> locked, in a, locked in a soundstage with atmospheric smoke. Um, will that stick? Do you think that will stick even after post all this stuff or will it come back to like, hey, we're back to 14 days here? I, 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 think, I think the 14-day, uh, you know, huge will be will, will rear its ugly head eventually why are we the only country that does that it's like think about it like i, I just heard i just interviewed bruce campbell who i freaking love oh yeah the best come on and bruce yeah. is like you know doing his, his new zealand accent he's like no nah, mike we don't get it he's like he was when he's directing he's like you know he's like can i get an extra i just need an extra hour and they're like hey let us talk about it and they get in a corner and they're like yeah, yeah we're not gonna give it to them right no 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 we don't we're gonna go home right to a to a mate's so, yeah yeah, sorry, Bruce. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I think they gave him an hour because he was directing. It was his first time directing. And then the rest of the episode, they're like, no. But they say, hey, we want to be done at 7. We want to go home yeah. to our families. That's the way it is. And I hear like a, a lot of places do that. But uh, no, not here. Well, I mean, you know, you've heard of French hours. So I guess yeah. it's a, a, a popular thing. No lunch, France. right? No lunch. They, just, they don't do lunch. They just shoot nine hours. They, you know, I'm sure they bring out a cart of, of cheese and crackers and wine and stuff at uh, every three hours. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what the French do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got the cheese. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know what, though? Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say about that? Think about it. How often during the day do you go, well, I'm going to sit at the table for an hour and have some lunch? No, yeah. you grab a sandwich, you go in the back, you sit down, you have a sandwich, you look at your phone, you maybe take a nap. People have time throughout the day. Jerry might not be working in a scene. You might be working. Everybody, you, lunch is always there. So yeah. it's smart. Fuck lunch. Let's work. Well, and that's, I would say, I would argue that most people have breaks kind of built in due to their, whatever their particular job is right. on the show. There are a few people that really don't get breaks. You think about, uh, you know, uh, camera, for instance, like when they're shooting, they're obviously very, <clears throat> very, very intensely working, but when they're not shooting, they're setting up the shot. That's so they're, true. so, you know, I would say camera doesn't have a whole lot of time. Obviously the DP DP has got to be there setting everything up. And then when we're shooting, he's got to be there making sure he or she's got to be making sure that the shot is, is still lit properly. So I, I'd say there's a few, a few people that do need built-in breaks, but for the most part, you're right. It's like you've got 10, 15, 20 minutes every couple of hours to go and have a quick bite or have a, and by the way, we do not starve on this set. I mean, there's, there are, there's constantly food at craft right. service. And then on top of that, we got catering, making us breakfast. You got catering, making making lunch and then in between that you got craft service building in uh, sandwiches soups and sandwiches after three hours after call and you got three hours after lunch you got hot snack what's your go-to like they know you you've been doing this show for 15 years so look you you guys are the leads you know there's certain things that you're like hey they know this is what jared wants at two o'clock we're gonna get him this it's not that it's high maintenance it's just like you're a lead actor you're working constantly it's like there's a certain system it's like a, a structure a routine that you know you're good they're good they know what it so what is it like when you get to set do they have a protein shake for you maybe some egg yolks like rocky had what is it yeah uh so jared usually always has this uh breakfast burrito 
that's the size of a football. And <laughs> I believe it's, it. It's a massive gut bomb. <laughs> and it was funny, and he'll he'll argue this with me till we're blue in the face. But he's like, "I don't eat breakfast," <laughs> and I'm like, "You have a massive breakfast burrito, you know, the, the size of the size of your leg every morning." He's like, "Yeah, but I don't get up and eat. I eat that, you know, when I get to work." <laughs> Because breakfast is right when you wake up. I guess. And I'm like, technically breakfast is the first time you're eating since you woke up. That's you're breaking your fast. <laughs> but what But what about you? What do you get? So I usually will stop uh, at at, uh, at my coffee shop on along the way to work and I'll pick up like a coffee and a little breakfast sandwich, like a little, you know, egg and cheese sandwich. And I'll eat that. And so when I get to work, I'm not tempted to go over to catering and order a giant football sized burrito. <laughs> yeah. Good call. You know? Yeah. So I usually don't partake in breakfast uh, at the studio in the morning. Sometimes they'll make me like a little, you know, a little breakfast scramble or something like that. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm still hungry, but, but most part I, I'll wait and I'll get a good lunch. Right. I'll have, They'll make me like a, a platter with like, you know, fruits and vegetables and some some deli slices and some cheese and some hummus or whatever. They, you know, they mix it up for me. What's a no-no though? What's a, what do you know that if you eat it, you're gonna be tired? It's gonna put you in a crash. What do you stay away from throughout the day so you have the energy? What do you what do you eat and what do you don't eat? Not eat. I try to stay away from like the donuts, the the, the heavy sugary stuff that because that'll feel good for, you know five minutes and then you're going to be like i'm going to be in my trailer sleeping for the next hour right what about steak steak's not good during the day isn't it hard to digest <laughs> not really i mean if they like during the uh uh you know at lunch if they're making steaks and stuff I- i'll i'll have them cut me a little a few bites but i'm not i'm not eating big meals throughout the- I'm, I'm eating kind of like you know low portions consistently throughout the day every hour or so carrots fruits little deli snack yeah a little little granola you know just kind of just just keeping myself uh sustained uh so that i'm not you know i'm not overeating or i'm not you know crashing have you ever had any kind of issue where you're like uh somebody ever came up to you because you know women have had this for a very long time and i'm sure guys have had it too but where the producer comes up and goes hey jen so we noticed that you've either lost a little weight or you've gained too much weight have you ever had that? I haven't. I've, I've had, you know, my my makeup artist or or, or wardrobe uh, gal mention something like, you know, you're looking a little skinny or or whatever. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to lose a little around the middle. But it's never been. It's never been to a point An where issue. they're like, yeah, they've never had to call. We're closing me. down. Go back to Texas for another five months, Jensen. Yeah, if anything, I think I think Jared's probably fluctuated a little bit more than than I have throughout <laughs> the years. He's, you know, uh, depending on what supplements he's taking, <laughs> I right. don't know what he's tra- what he's training for. Do you think there was a in the beginning when you first started? Because I'm sure you went through. I mean, when you're with each other for 15 years, you're not only your family. I mean, you really become family and friends. But like with that. I mean, I, I know, like, I've lost my shit on Welling before on Smallville. I've lost my shit with people because I, I hang out with them more than I have my own family. So was there ever a time where you're like those moments where I like this guy, I like this guy, I don't like this guy, I really don't want to see this guy for the next few weeks, and I like this guy again. All right, he's better now. Do you guys go in an up and down thing, or is it just kind of like, oh, I love him, and he doesn't annoy the shit out of me, or he, he, you annoy the shit out of him? I, I would say, I mean, certainly over 15 years, there is the... uh 
I don't need to see him right now. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm not knocking on his door the first thing in the morning. Uh, I know I'm going to see him in 10 minutes anyway. Right. I'm sure he's still the same way. I just sleep. I missed you. You know, uh, I, but I will say for the, the massive majority of our time, we are buddies hanging out and it's, it, you know, we have, I, I think, I think it's been one of the greatest successes of the show is, is how, uh, how well and how consistently we've gotten along both on and off set. And Misha, are you tighter with one of them? Or are they just both equally kind of your guys? No, he kind of rounds. He kind of, he, it's interesting. He, he adds this perfect, like extra, extra trifecta layer, you know? And, and it's, uh, I think we all get along and all have, you know, I've got, I've got my friendship with Misha and Jared's got his friendship with Misha and then Jared and I have our friendship. And, but then also we have this kind of triangular, uh, uh, relationship as well that that just works it, it it works on a public forum and it works in a private forum who's got the shortest fuse on set if someone's gonna snap who's gonna be oh jared do you guys enjoy watching this like do you look at each other like well there he goes i have literally fire started and lit his fuse so many times just to sit back and go what is it you do is it things like because a welling will do we would he would do that to me and he would also be yes, in a, in I know. A, I know Welling would do that. Fucking to you. asshole. He would sometimes. <laughs> he'd be in a pissy mood, and for some reason, if I came in and I was a pissy mood, it'd yeah. make him happy. He would suddenly get out of the bad mood. He'd love seeing me lose it. What are we doing? Why are we filming? They told me to come to set. I had to rush to set. I'm late. And then Welling will turn around. Welling's got his hand up to his face. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking like you know. Uh, but I would say, um, generally, Jared and I's uh, frustrations are very much in line. So if something is not working or something is just seems off or it's, it's, it's frustrating, right. <clears throat> I, I will either quickly bring it to his attention or he'll quickly bring it to mine. And then, uh, depending on the, the, the severity of it, I also know where this could go. Either he's going to get wound up and <laughs> heads are going to roll, uh, or I'm going to diffuse the situation and, and, Cooler heads will prevail and, and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll move past it. Um, very rarely do I get tuned up and have to, or do I get wound up and have to tune somebody What's up? What's an incident where Jared would have probably been like, wow, Jensen's going off. Like Jensen never, he's even killed. He never loses it. What's the one moment you, I could see it. You remember it. No, well, I'm trying to think there's, there's been a few over the years where, where he, so he surprisingly, uh, just got to sit back and watch me go. <laughs> Although, you know, he's, he is the type and he's the, the good, the good friend that he is, you know, he, he, he's right there behind me to throw in the insults as well. So, uh, uh, there, there, there've been a few, we we've had some, some guard changes in certain positions over the years. And those people in, in their authoritative position, would maybe treat people that we have a very close relationship with uh, that are underneath their position. And we would start hearing that they were getting treated less than they should. And so we would then have to, you know, put on our, our producer hats that we actually don't own and, uh, <laughs> and go, and go, and go set some people straight on the kind of behavior that is expected on this set. And the, what's that noise? We, uh, what's that noise? Let me get rid of it. Yeah. It's fucking killing me. Usually I don't hear anything, so I don't even know how I had it. Yeah, that was it. my uh, 
dishwasher telling me that dishes are dry. Okay. Like, <laughs> well, tell, tell you can tell you yeah. once. Yeah, tell me once. I don't need to know. It would have been perfect timing. You're like, that's enough, dishwasher. <laughs> so you so so so, <laughs> so someone is not getting treated as fairly because someone of a, a higher uh importance uh whatever the hell like, i don't know you know what i'm saying they're just getting that so you guys step in and sort of and you probably hate that you're like shit now we have to because it takes a lot of energy and you have to deal with something you don't want to deal with it now you got to deal with it yeah well i think you know jared and i have worked very hard we know that uh that um you know tone on set is a very important thing and you know you've been around you've you've been on enough sets to know that that toxic sets are just exhausting to be on you know it's it's not fun. The work's not fun. Uh, you know, everybody's walking on eggshells and, you know, the, the egos are flying off the hand. It's like, I, like, I don't, I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to work in that place. Toxic. Yeah. You don't want that. You know, so we know that, that we have a heavy hand in setting the tone on this set. And he and I try to really, uh, uh, do justice to that. And everybody should be treated fairly. Uh, best idea wins, no matter if it comes from the producer, director, or, or the PA who's, you know, sweeping up the broken glass. Uh, I've had my onset carpenter lean into my ear and be like, you know, it'd be funny. And I'm like, I'm doing that. So there's a, there's a very communal kind of, of feeling that we have on our set. And if somebody has, is having a bad day or if somebody tries to wreck that tone and, and, and be a, a, a shithead, then we're usually the ones that that call them out and handle the situation. Right. Do you think after five months off in your head, you're sort of like three months in, you're like, you know, Daniil, your wife, you know this. Um, do you ever go, I could do another season. I mean, oh, oh yeah. All I these mean, months off, I'm going to call the producers and let's go. Let's get another one going. That was the longest that's the longest uh, break uh, break that I've I've had in 14 years from the show. That's what I'm saying. By the way, longer than the writer's strike in season three. Wow. That's which was what? Oh, eight. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, it was oh eight. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, it's also the longest I've ever gone without traveling anywhere. It's the longest I've ever spent. It's the longest I've ever spent consecutively with your family, with my family. Consecutively. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm certainly, you know, certainly ready to go and, and refreshed and, and, you know, ready to get back to work. But, uh, you know, the, the ship has already sailed on this being the last season, you know, Jared's already got a, another show lined up. Uh, I've got a few stokers in the fire. And so, um, you know, we're, uh, we're going to knock this out, try to do it justice. I, you know, I've always, um, I've always thought that there is a possibility of, you know, five years down the road, getting the call and saying, Hey, let's do a, a little short order action for, for a streaming network and, and bring them back for six episodes. That's going to happen. The show's I too famous not to happen. Right. I mean, it'd be silly. I mean, it's not like you guys are going to age that much in five years. I mean, I, it's been 10 years since I did Smallville, but right. you know, I'm a little older, but I, you know, Lex Luthor could you, be you old. You still do it. Oh, like, yeah. I can still do it. I'm older. Like I'll shave, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, you guys could do that. So it's always there. It, it, it's timeless. It's yeah. something that you guys could do 25 years from now. Hey, what's yeah. going on? Yeah, can you believe we're still doing this shit? Yeah, we are. Yeah. And I do feel like this, is, this isn't like the long goodbye right now. You know, this is, I feel like this is a, 
of, of, you know, let's, let's put this, let's hang this in the closet for now. And, and we'll, we'll dust her off, you know, down the road a bit. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy. Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's 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 like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash inside inside of you is brought to you by rocket money i love rocket money you know why because everyone should have rocket money because it just helps you save money how many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money it's just throwing away money ryan i i found one you and you did it you told I me found, i got rocket money okay i found one it i'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on but thank you for finding it <laughs> my god it was embarrassing <laughs> yeah because it's like you want to watch some show and you go oh, i have to subscribe to this uh this streaming uh, whatever mm -hmm. and you you start streaming the show you watch it you leave and you forget after this trial period it kicks in and it's they're charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month it's, it is embarrassing Ugh. you know 75 percent of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about before i started using rocket money i thought i had you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I don't like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. 
Have you ever seen Jared cry? Like for real? Yeah, like really crying. Oh yeah. You've seen him emotional. Oh yeah. Has he seen you emotional? Uh yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't yeah. know, I just thought that. You know how my mind goes. I'm like, I wonder if they've ever seen each other cry. Like, I've never seen Welling cry. I mean, I've seen Welling a little emotional, but this was post-Smallville, and, you know, it was kind of an... Uh, kind I of didn't a- think Welling was emotional. I, I thought he was... <laughs> I, I, I thought he was literally built in a lab of old actor parts. Uh, well, he'd like to hear that, and he'd probably laugh at that. He would laugh. You know, I've seen him, like, a little emotional when it came to... Uh, there was some personal stuff years ago. But I, I'm not going to talk about that. But there was, yeah. there was like, a moment, you know, I saw, I saw him, like, a little vulnerable and, like, you know, I mean, he's, he's like, maybe... He's, like, uh, you know, tough on the outside. What a Tommy boy. Just yeah. say with the M&Ms. What do you say? It's like, you know, they're really hard on the outside, but really, <laughs> you know, whatever. You know, it's like, shut up, Richard. Uh, but you know it, it's funny because and bruce campbell was talking about i love that you're talking to bruce campbell by the way fun fact for you yeah they they were they went to him and i i think only him to come back to uh uh play our father uh because in the in the pilot episode jeffrey dean morgan who we all know and love uh played our dad right but he was playing our dad when my character was six, was six years old, right? right. Jeff's only Jeff's only like 10, 11 years older than, than right. I. So he was playing uh, the dad to young uh, Dean and Sam. So when flash forward, when at the the end of the pilot, we go we go looking for dad because he's gone missing, but we haven't seen what present day dad looks like. So they actually went out to Bruce Campbell to play present day dad. Wow! And for whatever reason they they couldn't, uh, and I think that was the only that was the only person that that they wanted. Could you imagine going around a corner, Dad, Dad, and he turns around, and goes, looks at him, and goes, Groovy. Groovy. <laughs> he was the best. Hey, can't you bring my boomstick? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so he was, but uh, ultimately they couldn't they couldn't make it happen, whether it was schedule or or whatever, and so they kind of threw their hands in the air. They're like, well maybe we can just gray Jeff up and have him come back and play an older version of himself. And so ultimately that's what they did. And thank, thank goodness. Cause there was, you, you had the continuity and plus Jeff just, you know, he's so good and knocked it out of the park. Um, so yeah, but yeah, old, old Bruce almost made it to the uh, set of supernatural. That would have been nice. Let me ask you something with five months with your wife and kids longer than you ever had with them. Really? Seriously. Uh, not uninterrupted, not, you know, not, not consecutively in that, that, uh, that, in you know, that isolated. Is that hard? Were you like all of a sudden, cause that's the first time you've dealt with it or was it, was, I mean, you, look, you could say, of course not. I love Danielle. I love my kids. I mean, it's not hard. It's easy. No, I think, uh, look, uh, I don't, I don't know anybody. And if, and, and if they said that, I wouldn't believe them that, that they said, ah, this was a walk in the park. This was such a lovely experience. You know, <laughs> it was, I would say it was, there were some beautiful memories made, but there it's, it was tough. It's, it was a massive, um, adjustment, both, you know, both emotionally, physically, and, and mentally and all of the above. And it was, uh, um, but luckily she and I have, you know, we've got a solid partnership and friendship and, and relationship um, that we just kind of, you know, got into, got into a groove. Um, you know, I got home and, and immediately the kids were not going to school. So now we were, we were uh, teaching them, taking turns, teaching them. Ooh, and, that's what um, terrifies me. 
That's yeah. Crazy. So I, I would say there, there was, there's some beautiful, there were some challenging aspects to it, but looking back on it, I, I, it, it won't, it will be looked back on fondly for sure. Yeah. I mean, when you teach the kids, uh, school, how old do you have twins? So I've got, uh, my twins are three and a half. And then my, uh, my oldest is, uh, uh just turned seven. Um, so she's going and she'll be going into second grade or would be going into second grade. So we are finishing up first grade. So stuff that, you know, that we can handle, you know, reading and writing and math and that kind of stuff, like your basics. All those things scare me. All of them. Well, and here's, here's <laughs> where I feel, you know, I feel bad for the parents that have like, you know, ninth graders or, <sighs> you know, eighth, eighth, ninth, tenth. Like, I don't remember that, like algebra and trig and like all that stuff. Like I, I, that, no. I haven't done that stuff since then. No. So I, I think they'd have a better shot if we both were studying at the same time for this. I, I think they'd have a better sh- shot of passing, honestly. Right, right. The same material. You know, the social aspect of, of uh, you know, the younger children, I think, is really what they're missing out on the most. But as far as the educational aspects of it, the curriculum that the, kid, that the, the schools are sitting home are pretty easy to follow and, and deliver from, from our standpoint anyway. Um, but, yeah, the older kids, I, I, I would <clears> – <throat> I would hate to have to deal with that for sure. La- all right. Well, this isn't the last thing. There's a little, this is only 30 minutes for God's sakes. We're almost there. We're almost there. You know, I don't like to do long interviews. Obviously I love you. I've known you for a long time. Yeah. Uh, you're a great guy, but you're also on a show and you're a character that people just love They all around the world. It's just uh, it's a, and that's a rare thing. That's a rare thing. And I think, I know some people, some actors, we all do it. We'll think, you know, we got to prove that we could do something else. We've got to do this. We've got to do this. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're one of the biggest shows ever. What do you have to prove? What do you, Jensen Ackles? So yeah. do you ever look like I got to prove myself? I got to write. I got to do this. Or do you do things really because you just fucking love those things? Right. Yeah. How many lotteries do you have to win to be considered success? Right. Are you are you pretty content or are you do you want to do more things because you just love acting? You love creating. You love producing and you want to keep doing that. Or is it more like a, a, a balance? Like. I got to stay in the limelight. Got to stay in this. Got to be present. Got to be relevant. Do you feel any of that pressure? Uh, sure, sure, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of people asking me, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What's next? What's you know, what do you want to do? Um, and I, I yeah, I, I, I think I'd be uh, deaf and blind and and insensitive if I didn't, if that didn't at least affect me in some way, or if I wasn't like, oh yeah, maybe I should, maybe I should come up with a game plan. But I've always been a, uh, I've always been a, you know, let's just see where the, where the wind takes me, you know, let's, let's roll with the punches and, and see what comes down to, I mean, I'm not going to sit around and, and, you know, wait, like I will, I will be active and, and pursuing things that interest me, but, uh, I don't, uh, I try not to allow myself to feel the pressure that makes, you know, cause you can, you can tell, especially with actors when they're desperate. Oh yeah. I can do that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't care if there's a certain, yeah, and there's a, yeah. I think there's a certain odor that comes with that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's, if you can stay away from that you can be content and still stay confident and still push, uh, you know, still push the, the, the ball down the road that, that I think, I think things happen for you. Um, but like you said, I, I'm, uh, I don't feel like I need to reinvent myself. You know, I, I've spent 15 years honing uh, a certain type of character and and honing the skills that are needed to do that and tell tell story. Um, so why not why not parlay that into into the next uh, situation? 
um, you know, somebody was like, what are you, what are you going to do? Are you going to, uh, you know, try to do romantic comedies? Are you going to try to do something completely out of the box? Are you going to try to do, and sure, that all sounds fun, but I also know that um, I enjoy playing the character, the type of character that is, that is Dean Winchester. Cause clearly, cause I've done it for 15 years and I'm not, I, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> I don't want to uh, destroy that. Uh, I want his legacy to be great. I want the show's legacy to be great. I've enjoyed playing that character. Right. So why wouldn't I want to play a similar character on a different stage? Right. So, uh, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe something comes along and, uh, you know, I, I, I get a call to go meet Chuck Lorre and then all of a sudden I'm on a half hour. You know, that's, I, I'm kind of, I don't say, oh, this is my lane. I'm going to stay in it. But I do also understand that the, you know, the, the, the audience uh, that has been built over the past 15 years is used to seeing me in a certain light. And I'm happy to stay in that light as long as, as, as long as it stays lit. See, that's, you know, it's awesome because you're so you're I could just tell you're so comfortable with yourself and you're so honest. I mean, obviously you're, you know, I, since I met you, how old were we? I was like oh. 25, 26. You were like 22. 24, yeah. 23. Yeah. It, it's just a good attitude to have. And I think it's something that, you know, as I get older, I just think, you know, as long as look it, again, caveat, if I have a family and I have to make, money and i have to pay which i do i still have to pay bills i don't have a family i still have to pay for my mom's shit but um you know i don't care what i do i will get i'll, I'll work at wendy's i'll work i don't give a shit i will yeah. work to make money for my family but i am very lucky and i'm not you know i don't have i'm not i have a nice house and i as long as i'm comfortable i'm good and i'm not going to take jobs nor i think would anybody just just to work I want to work because I really love something. And if I'm able to do that, then that's a, I'm very grateful that if I can do those things. So all I say to you is like, you could do whatever you want. And there's no doubt that you could be on a show tomorrow. If you took meetings with networks, I know he's on a hit show. He's got a huge following. It's, it's a done deal. So I would just say, man, just, enjoy it and get the right thing don't jump on something else that you might because you got lucky because you love this series and it's a good series but you might not get that lucky again we don't always get that lucky again remember win the lottery twice yeah. and i'm not giving you advice i'm just saying because you've had a more successful career than i am all i'm saying is like hey if you don't need to go do something don't do it because you're like uh oh, you know it could be no man because the next thing just love it just just love it and say you know what i'm gonna have some fun that's what well and that's I think there's a lot of pressure, uh, you know, on me, maybe it's from me and, and from, you know, the people in my camp and stuff, uh, of, of what that transition piece is going to be coming out of supernatural, you know? And I, and I do think that that's, that probably has a little bit more, uh, pressure on it than maybe what comes next down the line. Um, so I, I do want to be thoughtful about my next move, uh, just from a strategic standpoint. You know, because um, I want that to be able to set me up for something moving forward. Right. Whether it's a, a movie or a, a short order uh, streaming network thing or or a, a guest arc on an existing program or, or whatever it might be. But I think it should be something that uh, that is. Um, that the audience 
it's it's not too drastic. It's not you know all of a sudden he's a serial killer. Yeah, well, yeah, or in some like crazy period piece and and you know <laughs> is in drag, Mister Winchester. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it might be, and and but by the way, that might be fun to do down the road. Right. Um, but I think it's important to kind of stay stay in the ballpark of of where I've been really uh, happy and successful for the past uh, nearly two decades, uh, and then transition, you know. Uh, in, in in a good way, so that the the audience is like, oh yeah yeah yeah, that makes sense. I like that. I want to see him do that. You know who did that pretty well was uh, Nathan Fillion. He sort of did. Yeah, I know I know Fillion pretty well, and I, yeah. I've asked him. I have asked him about that. Uh, and you know, he's he he did navigate that very very well. Uh, he's certainly someone to to emulate. The only thing I would say is like I know that a big part of this too is. Agents can be very influential in terms of like, hey, man, this is the time to strike. This is what we need. I know. But you got this producer because remember, they see paychecks. They get a chunk. So just I and I've done it. I've been like, oh, OK, yeah, I should probably do that. Why did I do that? I didn't really want to do that. But I guess I made him happy and I made my business manager happy. So I guess everybody's happy. But now I have to go to work and I'm not. I don't know if I really want. And I'm, not, and I'm not that happy. I'm not that happy. But maybe you're just and not now, happy. All of a sudden, I just heard of this new project that I really want to do, and I'm not available anymore. Yeah, just so you know, I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. I just. No, I, no, no. It, it is true. You gotta. You gotta be smart. And you gotta navigate all that. You gotta understand that. You know, at the end of the day, you gotta do something that. Uh, um, you know, that lights your fire. You came out with an album. I did. As did you. Yes, I did. Yeah, I think that's the new midlife crisis go-to. Uh, project now these days. <laughs> you know what though i will say this my reason for doing it is i was terrified i was terrified and with that ter- terrifying feeling i just loved it so much that i was scared but i was like you know i kept thinking i don't i don't have the chops I, i'm not a great singer i'm not it's always just this 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 but dude but do you love it so go do it who cares why do you way, care? That's that's bullshit. You sound great. Like I, well, I, I was. Thank, thank I've you. Heard, I've heard you sing before. I've heard you play before. Listening to your album, I was like, "Some bitch." Well, he that's did. well, that's how I feel about you. And I'm like, we say midlife crisis. We go actor or singing, but you know what? If you love it, and you know what, you have a. a, a all I'm saying is, I did it. And I didn't do it because it was like a, it was just one of those, maybe it is midlife crisis. It was like one of those things like, why, why haven't you done this? Oh, uh, you're a little yeah. too old now. Just fucking do it. Do it yeah. for you. And I did yeah. it, and it. And I was so grateful. Aren't you grateful? I mean, you've done albums and things like that, but this is like, yeah, never, I've never like, what? I've never written and constructed right. one from the, from the, you know, tip to stern, you know, right. this, this is one. the first one. Cause you've been on other albums. Like I have like songs and things like that. And you're like, and you sound great. And I'm like, he should do an album. So you did an album. And how hard was it? I mean, it was not that, not that hard at all. It was, and by that, I mean, yeah, it took time. It took, you know, you you had to commit to stuff, but it was really fun. You have a natural voice though. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm listen, I'm saying you can really sing. When I heard you singing in front of many people at live shows and things, I was like, I I don't know if I could do that. It always scared me. I'm like, Jensen just has that. I don't know. You've always had a great voice and so I knew it would be easier for you to me to get comfortable with something. I've never had a lesson. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but what's your favorite song on the album? Oh gosh. Where? Hang on. I think I've got it right here. Well, I got it right here. I'm going to play a little sounds of Sunday. If you don't someday, dude, radio company. Radio what, where'd company. you come up with that? Was it just a kind of a, 
it was uh it it there's a there's one of my favorite coffee shops in austin texas is called um radio coffee and uh and so i for I, i'm sure that that like uh subliminally influenced it but also um steve carlson who i made the the album with he and i were talking like you know what kind of music we want to do what kind of because he we, we're our influences is are across the board you know uh he likes to say it's from Mot- motown to metallica and uh and so we we're like well we just like like want stuff that that is good music to keep company, you know, like when you flip on the radio, it's just good company music. Ooh, radio company. Funny enough. Uh, one of my favorite songs is actually not even one. I, I, I sing it off. My mind is just from a production standpoint, I think just a really cool tune. That's one of, one of Steve's songs, but, uh, I also, the one I like to sing the most, I think would probably be let me be. Although drowning is pretty. See, I couldn't do this. The, the, the voice range here for you. Come on. I mean, good Lord, son. I mean, how did you not blow your vocal cords out? It was funny. We actually recorded vocals and the band, all of it, every, at one time. That's the way to do it because it's the energy. When I have to sing solo after the band's recorded and they're all that's, staring at me, that's hard. That's very. I found that the most difficult as far as the, from a process standpoint. That was the most difficult was singing at a vocal booth with headphones on and a microphone staring at you. And that's it. I would get so frustrated. Like when I go on a, you know, we do these conventions, these supernatural conventions, I'll go out and I'll play with, uh, you know, our, the, the band Loud and Swain is uh, Rob Benedict's band. And they, they come out and they do a whole concert Sunday night and, or Saturday night. And, and they'll have uh, some of the actors that, that, you know, want to come up and do, it's kind of like, you know, the, the last waltz, you know, they'll come up and they'll sing a tune or whatever. And right. It allowed me to come up and sing a few times with them. And it's a totally different, like that's, I mean, there's so much energy. Yep. Your voice is like, you know, the adrenaline is pumping and it's like your, your voice is doing things that it probably wouldn't normally do. And that experience, I'm like, Oh, cool. I'll just take that right into a recording studio. Mm. No. Yeah. There, it was just amazing just to be in the studio. I'd never been in. And like Jason Manns, who we love, I'm sitting there playing the song I wrote, and he goes, hey, what's that, Rosie? I go, ah, it's just this little love song I wrote. He goes, get in the studio. Let's plug him in. Let's do that song. We did two takes, and that was, like, my, I think my favorite song in the album. It was just impromptu. I, yeah, we had a couple like that, you know, that, that are just kind of like, it's just easy. Yeah, you're not trying it's to. It's really easy. And... Uh, um, Come on. That got on the show, actually. They used that on Supernatural. Come on, do you sound like you're like from the freaking like Van Zant from like Leonard Skinner and shit? <laughs> you know, they always say actors, actors can't. There's some actors that can fucking play music. There's a lot of actors that all of a sudden they just do stuff and you're just like, I don't know what the fuck. But hey, they loved well, it. Before. I, I also think there's a stigma too that, you know, actors shouldn't cross over to singing. Yeah, fuck why? And I, I don't know why that is. Because you look at you look at singers and they cross over to acting all the time. 
Yeah. Or, or, or try to, you know, I mean, Timberlake's done a great job. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's people that have had very lucrative careers in the music industry. Uh, you know, you look at, uh, what Rihanna did that oceans eight with Sandy Bullock and all that. I mean, nobody bats an eye at that. Well, how about, uh, guys and actors and films, the crossover. Now you could act in movies, you could act in TV, you could do commercials. You could be the guy who won the Oscar for the drum thing jk simmons is doing those uh commercials uh yeah doing uh, farmers insurance everyone's an oscar no one gives a shit just be good at what you do or enjoy yeah. what you're doing no one cares anymore you yeah, could but be, I uh, feel like they're the, that's the last kind of stigma that's that's uh that people are a little hung up on is is actors being able to do because they think you know it's like a vanity thing it's like oh they just did you know it's like oh it's like back in the day it was you know every actor had to be able to sing and dance that's right. I don't plan on, you know, starting dance lessons anytime soon, but <laughs> I don't know. I bet you could dance. You know, it's funny. Is, if is you this want year, to. No, no joke. You, have, you look this up after, after we get off, but I get a call from, uh, uh, from our showrunner, Andrew Dabb. And he's like, Hey, Agnes, uh, can you dance? <laughs> and they thrown so like any of the weird shit that they come up with in the writer's room usually falls in my lap. Uh, and they usually like to make Dean Dean do it. So I'm like, well, what, uh, like, what, what, what kind of dance? And they're like, you know, like Fred Astaire. I'm like, I, no, Andrew, I, I, I've never had a lesson. I, don't, I mean, like singing I, I, in the I, rain I, shit. I, yeah. I'm like, I keep, I keep, I probably keep beat, you know? Uh, and he's like, well, you know, would you, uh, would you mind taking a couple of tap lesson, tap, tap dance lessons and, and see if we can't, uh, he's like, I've got this whole dream sequence and I want you to, to, to go have a dream sequence where you're, uh, you know, like a singing in the rain type thing. And I'm like, eh, sure. Why not? Let's try it. So I did like three hours of lessons of tap dancing lessons and ended up doing like this whole, just like a, maybe a minute and a half minute, 45 second routine uh tap dance routine on on the on the show and how exciting are you so glad you did it it was i mean it was really i my thing is i, I get really like competitive with myself so like i wasn't getting it at first and i like i think i i the poor camera guys and stuff because it was a huge you know camera suite that was on a crane and right. a, you know big jib arm and so it was a big you know and we did the whole thing it wasn't like we cut it up into segments we kind of did the, we tried to do the entire thing in like one swooping shot. And I think I, I must've done it like, like 18 different takes. I was like, no, I, I missed that one step. Let's do it again. I think camera guys are probably, they're used to us going, no, one more, no, one more. No, come on, let's go again. They just, they might get annoyed, but you got to just whatever. If you have any well, say. I'm not usually like that. Like I, I'm, I'm, you know, I pride myself on, on knocking it out in one take for most things. Uh, but this, I was like, I just, you know, it was out of my comfort zone and I, I, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to settle. And so I just kept, I kept dancing, kept dancing, kept dancing. I mean, I must've, I must've burned 10,000 calories that afternoon. <laughs> and that's when your makeup artist said, you're looking a little skinny, Jensen. Yeah. I just tap danced. Yeah. A tap dancing woman. Good Lord. <laughs> They're hard on the outside, which one? So uh, Damn it, I miss him. God, I miss uh, him all the time. There's nobody funnier than Chris Farley. I talk about it all the time. I jump into it inadvertently. What's your favorite Farley quote? Oh. Would you call the U.S. Embassy? I don't speak Japanese. 
I'm saying that live. Good lord. I don't uh, know. The one, the one line I, I would I probably use the most, and this is something that gets thrown back at me quite often from my wife as well. We use it on each other. Is anytime she or I is going like, oh wow, look at this desk. This is fantastic. I mean, you could I mean this you could put so much stuff in here. Yeah, anything you want to keep cold, Tommy. <laughs> Which I guess is a Brian Dennehy. Well, no, but it's a Tommy Boy scene. Tommy Boy scene. It's like, yeah, yeah. Anything you want to keep cold, Tommy. Can I take my blindfold off? I never told you to wear one. I I think my favorite one is when he's talking to the girl from Married with Children. I forgot the actress's name. Uh, Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate. Gosh, I should know that from the PM Dawn song. Remember? Christina Applegate, you got it going on. What do I, why do I remember PM Dawn, but I don't remember Christina Applegate? I don't know. So there's a scene where he's uh they sing uh Santa Drift on Memory. Yeah, that's it. Santa Drift on Memory. Yeah, Christina Applegate. You got it going on. Uh he's with David Spade and Christina Applegate. He says, What what do you want to do with your life? To Christina Applegate, she goes, I want to live in a van down by the river. And he goes, You can see he's getting pissed off. He's like, Well. You have a lot of time living in a van down by the river when you're living in a van down by the river. The best, the best is watching oh. Spade try to hold it oh. together through that whole take. He's just just he's dying. Doing a little doobie rolling. <laughs> I can't see real well, Dad. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there? That's right. That's the best line. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there? I can't tell. Dad, I wish you'd just shut your yapper. Oh. Uh. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Really quick, these are rapid answers. You don't have to talk. Uh, it's shit talking with Jensen Ackles. These are my patrons. I have a patron account. They they love the podcast. They support it. They're amazing. They get to ask questions. Ask questions. Nico, is there a movie that you're excited to watch with your kids someday but can't watch it just yet because they just aren't old enough? Uh, yeah, I I never read nor watched any of the Harry Potters ever, and I, I got so late in the game that I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna wait until the kids are old enough to do that. And I tried to watch the first one uh, this past year with my oldest, who was six at the time, and it was too soon. So (laughs) I I literally left the room for five minutes to go to the bathroom, and that was when Voldemort came out. And then uh, next thing I know, she's just like standing in the bathroom with me. I'm like, God, what? What are you doing? She's like, there's a really scary man on the TV right now. I'm like, okay. And I came out, and I'm like, good Lord, you're right. That has no face. Turned it off, so I'm excited to start that whenever that, whenever that time is. But I, I, you know what her favorite two movies are right now? Princess Bride, of course, and the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. With oh, Gene Wilder. and that's creepy. Yeah, I know, I know. But man, Gene Wilder's so good. There's nobody better in that movie. I mean, that movie, that his movie. performance. What does he say? I always forget it at the very end. You messed with my fizzy lifty drinks, which now need to be cleaned and sterilized. Good day, sir. You get nothing. And he says, you're a mean man, Wonka. And then Charlie comes over 
And Charlie puts down the everlasting gobstopper. And what does he say? And so shines a good deed in a weary world. That's just like, and it's, it's on his back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Little Lisa, what, what's your favorite scene you filmed on Smallville? Probably when you and I were naked, tied up in some dungeon or something. Probably. Yeah. Oh, God. I remember that. That was terrible. Uh, favorite scene. I tell you, my least favorite scenes was anything having to do with football. <laughs> and I love football, but put not, but I mean, the fact that I was the junior coach, it was, it was so bizarre. ridiculous. Yeah, it was a little bizarre. It was bizarre. Uh, favorite scene. I, you know, I, 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 kissing Kristen. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just go with kissing. I mean, that's the obvious choice. Obvious choice. Danielle, you won't get mad. He's, this was years ago. He was a child. The yeah. child, Daniel. She won't listen to this anyway. She doesn't listen to you, does she? No. Well, tell her we're talking about her. Maisha, with Supernatural being over, have any interesting projects been brought to you? Can you hint on any? Is there anything that maybe you're kind of, or you can't really talk about, that's something that's your, that's brewing? Yes. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Why say something if it does, then it doesn't happen? Like, whatever happened to that 10 years from now? Like, I yeah, don't know. I, I, that's one thing I've I, done I learned that. early on is don't talk about auditions ever. Oh, no, no, no. My mom still asked me if I got Private Ryan. I'm like, Mom, it's on. It's a classic have you, now. Have you told her yes? Yes, Mom. I'm the sniper. Yeah, yeah. There I am, right there. Right there. Can't see me. I died. Oh. I'm one of those bodies on the beach. <laughs> Samantha K., what was your favorite part about starting your own family brewery? How was that doing with current world events? Good question. Uh, free beer and uh, a continuous supply of beer. Uh, I, I can go to the brewery anytime I want and get beer. Now, can you send that beer, or you you can't send that? No, because we it's there's a lot a lot of alcohol board law. Uh, we can only if we distribute outside a certain radius, then we have to like sign with a distribute distribution company, and that's a you know that's like next level stuff. So you don't make cans; you just glasses of beer, mugs of beer. We make cans. We make cans. And we we sell it to local grocery stores and liquor stores and markets and stuff. So you can buy. Uh, we have three flagship flavors that you can buy at uh, like um, 52 different locations in, in Central Texas. What if you just sent me as a gift and then I Venmoed you and then I could just have like a classic edition of a Jensen Ackles beer, beer can? Yeah, I'd have to. I mean, look, off the record, you could probably just anybody could probably grab a six pack off the shelf and then wrap it up and FedEx it to you. That's that's probably doable. Okay. All right, you guys well, know who you are. We live in Texas. Let's get there you let's go. get over yeah. there. Somebody send Mike some uh, some beer. Yeah, uh, Nancy D. What's the one role you drop everything to play, or the one person you would drop everything to work with? Good oh, question, gosh. Nancy. I would say there's there's some iconic uh, characters that have really shaped kind of who uh, the, the style that I enjoy playing and and the characters and stuff. You know, you, you think of Indiana Jones and you think of uh uh John McClane and you think of uh, uh But a role like that or working with Spielberg Zemeckis you drop everything to work with those guys, right? Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, and even like, you know, Chris Nolan and like some of these really innovative like creative directors now. Um yeah, that would be that would be a, a game changer for sure. Chris Chris F, what props from the show do you keep or do you want to keep when the show ends? Come on, you got to have something. Yeah, I'm I'm not keep I'm not keeping anything. But what's one that you would like? Warner Brothers, I'm not keeping anything, I promise. Uh, the car. But one that I might like might be some of the iconic ones like uh, the car. You know, an Angel Blade or 
um, you know, maybe some of the uh, the non the non lethal weapons that we uh, we used. But uh, I will say that the the big one is one that I can share that I I am taking home with me, and that was that was sanctioned by Warner Brothers. I, I'm getting the car. What? Have you not told anybody about that? I may have mentioned it, but I, I'm. That's I'm big you, news. That's big news, dude. So, that's incredible. Are you gonna keep? Are you gonna drive it? Are you gonna keep it in your garage and just keep it there? You know, for all time's sake. So my my plan as of now is when the show when we wrap up the show here in <clears throat> here in a few weeks, they're gonna hand me the keys and I'm gonna put that sucker on a car carrier, ship her home to Texas. Uh, and I've got a I got a couple of folks that uh, um, that I'm talking to. Um, was that your contract? Did you say I want that, Mike? It was. What season did you do it? Uh, I've been talking about that for two years now, and it finally they they finally added that to my contract this last season. Is there a double? There is, and they I think they offered it to Jared. I don't know if he's going to take it because it's you know it's kind of beat up and it's. Like, I'll take it. I'll take the. Yeah, I know exactly. I mean, he might take. It. I don't know what he's going to do with it, but the hero the hero car, right. the one that we're the one that we always drive. Oh, dude, that's so cool, man. That one's coming home with me, and, and it's I'm gonna I'm gonna clean her up, but not change not change anything like but I, I'm, I'm gonna i might just you know i'm gonna need to add an air conditioning unit because we live in texas uh <laughs> i'm probably i'm probably gonna probably gonna get some new speakers and a, a, a radio system in there that actually works i'm blown uh, away i'm blown away by this but everything else i'm just i'm gonna leave the creak in the doors the splits in the seats you know it's all gonna be the same can i ask for I'm one thing up. can i ask for one thing if if it's still around what i think you'll you'll laugh at this and you'll be like you know what i bet they still have them I want you to sign it with a silver Sharpie for me, and I'm going to keep them right there on my table. Your tap what? shoes from <laughs> your tap shoes for the singing in the rain shit. I want the black tap shoes because you had to wear tap shoes. I want them. Can, is that possible? I had tap shoes. Yeah, I can see where those are. Yeah, that would I be know. huge. There's a lot of wardrobe stuff that I, I, you know, they'll have a huge wardrobe sale uh, at, at some point. I don't know when, but there's a lot of stuff that was that was built for me you know there was there was like specific uh i there we did a western episode where we get sent back to like the 1800s and we have to find samuel colt because he's got a he's got a gun that the bullets that we've got to get so we get sent back in time and you know of course my character goes full uh you know dodge city uh wyatt herb style and they give me they they hand make me this duster and these you know full-on like period style. so those will probably be for sale and well I, but they you know it's it's all molded to me so i i, I might have to I might, I might that one might disappear may disappear i still want those tap <laughs> shoes last two questions quickly leanne p what lessons has this quarantine taught you and jerry w who inspires you and why uh what lessons has the quarantine taught me uh that patience is a tremendous virtue uh and that uh, um, that depression is avoidable if you work at it. Are you saying, okay, that's good. Now let me ask you about that. So have you found yourself a little depressed, a little anxious, and what have you done to sort of alleviate that? Sure. So, I mean, there's, you know, there, there were days where you just kind of like, and this is when I was back home, uh, not here. This is kind of a different situation because I'm in a 14 day quarantine with a huge light at the end of the tunnel that I know in, in now, uh, 
now 10 days from now, so I'm back on set back right. to work. So that that's a motivating factor not to get, you know, bored or, or disheartened. But, you know, two months ago, sitting at home, you know, with the kids and hearing, the, you know, the, all the bad news on the news and the, the record setting, uh, spreading viruses. And it's, you know, it's like a freaking zombie apocalypse on the horizon. Um, there were days and it's just like, I wander around. I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Like I have no purpose. And then that's when you take inventory. You're like, no, no, no. There's three little kids over there that, that, that give you a lot of purpose, pal. So buck up and find something to do. Go teach that kid, you know, some math or go teach that kid or go throw that kid uh, onto the bed and, 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 and play with them and just make memories. Um, you know, go make dinner for the kids, set them up in the movie room and then have a nice date with your wife in the kitchen. It's amazing though, when you get caught up and it's, it's just not, it's not that you're not grateful. It's not that you're not, it's that you get overwhelmed and you don't know why. And you sort of have this anxious feeling and you feel like this sense of dread and you forget all the things around you that you could still do or still, uh, you know, and if you just get caught too much, I've, I've done it, man. I, you know, I, you, you sit back there and I'm alone here, but, yeah. uh, you know, I go, you know what? My grandmother needs me. I'm going to call my grandmother and I'm going to talk to her for an hour on FaceTime. I'm going to sure. you start to do things and the busier you get, the way you, know, you keep yourself busy, it just, it helps. But look, we're all human. It's like on this show, I talk about anxiety. I'm like, you know, Stephen Amell came on here. He had an anxiety attack. And then he came back yeah. and talked about it. It's like, that's what we need more in the world to let everybody know that, fuck, man, just because, uh, you know, your favorite character on Supernatural, Dean here, is a successful Hollywood star and has money and a great family and all these things. And doesn't mean he doesn't feel, doesn't mean he doesn't get anxious and, and, and lonely yeah. and depressed and like what's going on and talk, you know. So uh, I think it's important. It's cool. You know, there's there's a, a, a there's a very powerful scene in in a very powerful movie uh, that I, I I thought about a lot over quarantine. Um, remember the movie The Hurt Locker, Jerry oh, yeah. Renner. Yeah. So I mean, you have this soldier who who comes back from you know in between deployments, and he's there's this scene where he's walking down uh, the grocery aisle, and it's the cereal aisle, and he just turns and looks at this just wall of cereal. And he just stare, he just stares at it because he's just come from basically fearing for his life around every corner, disarming bombs, being shot at, uh, you know, eating and drinking, uh, you know, slop and, you know, just, just in the shit, uh, over in Iraq. And then he comes home stateside and it's just like, you've got 47 different types of cereal at your disposal, anything you want. And it's just this wall of, of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Options or, uh, yeah. Uh, of, of possibility. Just, yeah. Opulence, you know, it's like all this. And I just, that was powerful for me. Cause it was like, um, it's almost like he didn't feel, and I, this is the movie resonates, I think, because he feels like he's got purpose over there but when he comes home it's like and i think a lot of probably veterans feel that and and i think a lot of people are starting to feel that in quarantine it's like when you're working when you have when you have worth when you have purpose when you have motivation to get up and you do something i haven't set my alarm clock in four months 
You know, my alarm clock used to be set every day to get up because I had people waiting for me on set. I had to get up. I had to learn my lines. I had to read the next script. I had to figure out what I was doing. I had to go to stunt rehearsal. I had to go get, uh, you know, a, a prosthetic fitting. I had, you know, there's, you're, you're doing things, you're moving, you're motivated, you're working, you have purpose. And when you strip all that away and now all of a sudden it's like, what the, what am I supposed to be doing right now? That's, that's, that's a, it's a hard it's a hard ocean to navigate. Yeah. Um, but I think that's when you lean into, you know, you find purpose and you look around you and you take inventory and you, you like, you know what? I'm going to call my grandmother. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go out. I'm going to take my kids outside and shoot some basketball with them. Or I'm going to, I'm going to call yeah. a friend. I'm going to, I'm going to find some reason to get motivated to, to keep moving to the next hour. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, we deal a lot with, uh, um, you know, there's a lot in the fandom that are, are beautifully vocal about their struggles with uh, mental instability or, or yeah. with depression or, or whatever it might be. And, and I've met a lot of these people that, that fight it on a daily basis. And I, I, I don't envy that, but I'm encouraged and, and uh, inspired by how they continually, continually do that on a daily basis. And so if I have felt like I've tasted just a fraction of that throughout the quarantine, uh, I would say that what I've learned from that is that you've got to find a way to stay motivated and find purpose in every day and every moment. And that kind of gets you to the next moment. Yeah. And I also say that, you know, just thank you for coming on today and you being vulnerable and just talking about real stuff, like always, and just being real. It yeah, helped it. someone out there is listening and saying, Hey, you know, I, I, I relate or I get it, or that's nice to hear and, and see what you're doing and what helps you. And, you know, it sounds like you, you, we all need routine, whether you're doing a TV show or whether you're watching kids or, you know, if you're watching kids, which is probably the hardest job in the world at home, a stay home mom or dad, or, you know, it's yeah. like, Hey, wake up, do something for yourself real quick before the kids wake up, exercise, yeah. find the time for you, or you're going to implode. It has got to be that time for you, or it doesn't matter whether you have kids or a wife or you got to get right. I would assume I'm, I'm, I'm single, but that's, Oh, and that's, that was one thing that Daniel and I do is we, we, you know, it's not even talked about anymore. I know when she needs to go and, you know, go, go out in the garage and work out, or, you know, I need to get on the phone and talk to an adult. And we just like <laughs> hand, it's just a handoff. Right. It's like an unspoken handoff. Like I got, I got the kids. You go do what you need to do right yeah. now. Well, dude, and, I love it, man. I love it. Uh, I love talking to you. I hope you'll come on at least once a year. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I just got to catch up. You're just a great guy. You're, I've known you for a long time. You too, man. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Do you want to say anything as in closing just to just, I mean, I'm sure you said it, but just to, to all the fans out there, to everybody who's who's watched you for all these years and uh, any, anything at all. I'm sure you've already said this, but. I mean, look, the fact that this show has stayed on as long as it has is because people uh, have not just found us, but have stuck with us. And, uh, you know, that that is that is all the encouragement that I need to keep working as hard as I possibly can to provide the product, the entertainment that, that I can for people uh, like all of you. And it's, um, it is a gift that you have given me and it is a gift that I intend to cherish and to utilize properly. Uh, I had a really great zoom call with Cory Booker, Senator Cory Booker yesterday. And uh, uh, he's uh, apparently a, a, such a, supernatural fan he's watched the entire series twice and he did he would the second time he watched it, it was during his presidential uh campaign and uh 
but he, you know, he said some, he gave me some really great piece of advice. He's like, look, when I, you know, when I want to turn my brain off, I get to turn you guys on and just escape into, into the super, the world of supernatural. Wow. He's like, that was a gift for me. And so the fact that, you know, that, that he even says that is, is a gift right back. So that ebb and flow is, is alive and well. And I thank the audience that is, that has been giving me that for 15 years now. And I, I hope to uh, I hope to trans uh, translate that right into the next project, whatever that may be. By the way, I think that that's beautiful, and I think that you know all I can think of is like some of your fans who don't really know me and don't give a shit. They're gonna be like, <laughs> he tried to get his tap shoes, he tried to get another car, he tried to get fucking his beer. I mean, what the fuck is he just trying to get free shit? Come on, leave me alone. I know what you're thinking. I like and toys. Look at my damn just play. Trying to get free shit. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I love you. This has been awesome. And uh, I wish you all the best in the world, uh, all the best with the family and and the show. And uh, everybody's rooting for you and continued success, man, and health. You too, man. Uh, stay in touch. And uh, maybe let's talk after the show's uh, all wrapped up and we can uh, talk about the experience. That'd be fun. I love that. And I got something to send you to. All right, brother, man. All right, buddy. Ryan, isn't how awesome is that, that the guy in his contract got to keep the car from supernatural that's pretty swell wait till you hear next week when you hear jared padalecki that episode he he gives us some knowledge he really opened up Boy, there's some insight to that story there is and there's also some insight to other stories things that he was just open he was like i never have talked about this and then he talks about it and i thought he was going to call me and go hey man cut that and he didn't and I respect that. I like that. He's just to get the balls. Uh, thanks again for all the uh, the love and support. Uh, Rosenbaum and Dancer, we're going to be doing another stage it. We do them one, one a month on a Saturday at two shows, a 2 p.m. and a 6 p.m. Pacific time. And people are uh, really gathering and enjoying themselves. We do Zooms for the tippers and things like that. So we're going to have another one soon. So we'll remind you of that. And now shout out to my patrons. And uh, we're going to go in order of who joined first. Bryce gave me that list. Oh. Nancy D, Mary B, Leah S, Trisha F, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Lauren G, Nico P, Barry I, Angelina G, Robin S, Jerry W, Emily K, Bob B, Robert B, Jason W, Stephen J, Kristen Krug, no, Kristen K, Amelia O, Allison L, Tom N, Jess J, Lucas M, Raj just have to say something when you say Raj. You just see that name. You have to say something. Emily S. CJP. Samantha M. Hamza B. Jennifer N. Stacy B. Carly T. Jennifer S. Janelle B. We said Tabitha 272, not to be confused with Tabitha. 273. Kimberly E. Crystal H. Mike E. Marissa. No, no, no. Ramira. Beth B. Chris F. Chad W. Leanne P. Jackie P. Rodrigo S. Rachel. Rackle? What is this? This is a new name. Spell it out. R-A-C-E-H-L-C? R-A-C-E-H-L. Is it like a... Is it It's Ra- got to be Rachem. Ra- or is it Raquel? I don't know. Raquel C, Ray A, Maya P, Megan D, Jennifer C, Maddie S, Tiffany I, Kendrick F, Ashley E, Margie M, Thomas T, Matt W, Belinda N, Benjamin R, Lisa J, Kevin V, Robert S, Joy W, James R, Chris H, Snow R, Noah K, Sean V, Asbomb H. Mm. I'm trying, buddy. A S B J O with a, a line through it. M. Asjum H. 
If I messed it up, please phonetically spell it out for me, and I will nail it next time. Why is this episode two hours long? Oh, you know, he couldn't read some names at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. Guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Keep listening every week. Subscribe. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it, and I'll keep working on getting great guests and having some great conversations so we all learn a little something and become better human beings if possible. Uh, Thank you for allowing me to be inside of each and every one of you. Ryan, Mm. thanks for letting me open up about my skin cancer to you. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, knock on wood, man. Everything's going to be fine. It's just uh, sometimes you get a call and you're like, all right, got to deal with that and should be fine. Most of the time, it's probably going to work out, right? Yeah. 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 So you can't worry about that stuff. Yeah. You go golfing and you continue on your life. Life is short. We hear it every day and we never listen until it's over. (laughs) So don't let it over. Don't let it over. Yep. I'm going to get off the phone now. Thanks, guys. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.